Support for this podcast is provided by Cosmic, a Portland-based agency consisting of technologists, storytellers, and strategists who help nonprofits and B Corps quickly grow revenue and impact. Start growing your mission-driven organization with Cosmic at AmplifyPDX.com. From That Cast Creative, I'm Dan Bruton, and this is the PDX Executive Podcast. A show where I talk with inspiring leaders who are shaping the future of Portland, Oregon. Every week, I sit down with business executives, startup founders, and community leaders to dive into their career journey and get insights into the impactful work they're doing in our slice of the great Pacific Northwest. Hey everyone, welcome back to the PDX Executive Podcast. We have the pleasure of living in a beautiful area for wine and vineyards. And I have what I call my neighborhood winery <laughs> where I live out in Tigard in the Ponzi Vineyard. I'm very excited to have our next guest, Jean-Baptiste Revai, who's the CEO of Ponzi Vineyards. He's also the executive vice president of SJB USA, the owners of the iconic Champagne Bollinger, in addition to four other historic estates they own. So Jean-Baptiste, I think we can say, uh, hopefully it's okay if I call you JB. Totally, yes. Uh, is the first non-family member to serve as uh, CEO of Ponzi. And he continues to work with the Ponzi family to uh, continue the state's legacy of quality, innovation, and sustainability. And JB has a rich history and resume in the world of fine wine and has deep family roots in the industry as well, dating back to the 1800s, I believe. So JB, thanks so much for hosting me here and being on the podcast. My pleasure, Dan, thank you. So you were, you're were you fairly new, I think we were just talking October, you started the role here. So we'll get into Oregon wine and your career journey, but I, I wanna ask first, what do you love most about wine? To me, and it took me some time to realize that, wine for me is, Art. It's art in its pure expressions. Exp- one in its purest expression, uh, because it it connects elemental um, elemental start with um, an emotion at the end. Just like painting is at the end. It's just a white canvas. You put some material on it, and it it comes to an expression. And the expression is as important, if not more important, actually than uh, uh, the material you use, but the material, the, the art wouldn't be possible with that material. So this is what I love and being obsessed about really, um, delivering this expression and being able to also explain, um, uh, why we are doing what we are doing the way we're doing it is very, very important to me. I constantly refer to the fact that, um, a bowl of wine is a bowl of wine, but the the way it's going to be enjoyed, whom you're going to enjoy it with, matters extremely in the process as well. Just like listening a piece of you know a tune or looking at a, a piece of art on the wall, um, the ex- the expression and the emotion is not the same depending on the context, whom you're enjoying it with. And to me, this is why wine is so special. I mean, I couldn't agree more. And we live in a beautiful place. Well, I want to get into the Oregon and since you've lived here, but for folks that 
maybe um, you know don't know about your your history and uh, and wine and your roles. Can you talk about a little bit how you got here? How did you get to become the CEO of Ponzi and and move here? Yeah, it's a, it's a, been a pretty long journey actually. Is that I, so ended my family, both sides of my family have been involved one one way or the other in the wine business. Predominantly on my father's side, they're from um, the Southern Alps. So uh, connecting basically uh, with Provence and not far from the Rhone Valley. And they have been wine merchant in this region for a long time. So um, servicing basically their, um, their community with fine wines they would themselves choose and bring to restaurants and individual clients around. Um, so I had the good fortune to grow in this environment, to grow up in this environment with uh, my father who had decided to take a completely different path, was a chemist. Mm. So he was always obsessed about bringing fine wine to the table, but he was not directly involved himself. So my grandfather um, was kind of the last to um, continue this activity. And somehow I've always been exposed to that and um, starting my career in a completely different environment because I was in the music industry, so art, classical music mostly, um, international distribution uh, okay. for classical music. We called, um, who had an office in Burbank, uh, among other offices. Their uh, headquarter was based in Provence, so I, I, I kept my connection with, uh, with the Southern uh, uh, Ambiance and 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 southern France, Provence in particular, is very proud of its produces and and of its um, terroir, essentially. Mm -hmm. So I was busy with my 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 job, but I was always uh, meeting wine producers uh, and enjoying that lifestyle. And so, I guess you know, wine cold me back mm -hmm. and after 10 years in Provence I felt like I I could also be busy with international distribution but not of classical music but of wine mm -hmm. um, I started this uh, in Champagne actually as I was uh, international uh, sales director for Champagne Pomery okay that brought me to China where I uh, help with uh, distribution of Pomery across Asia, based out in Shanghai. And then Hennessy um, offered me to join them at their um, uh, business development VP for the Americas. Mm. So let me just zoom into Cognac for one sec. Cognac is another wine expression. It is wine. It is distilled wine, but it is wine. And, and Hennessy in particular, as at the heart of its foundation, um, selecting the best wines to distill and actually selecting the best vineyards mm. to create that kind of wine. And so um, as um, shocking as it may seem, but um, uh, Hennessy itself uh, manages uh, more vineyards than the entire region of uh, Burgundy. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So we this conversation about wine has yeah. always been around in 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 at Hennessy, and I'm very proud that they 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 want to be um, a very strong player in 
also defining the next generation of vineyards, um, defining very soft uh, remedies for new issues we have. So being at the forefront of organic farming, organic treatment, etc. So, yeah, but Hennessy, yeah. Well, I mean, since you've been in Oregon and, you know, we have obviously very, uh, very proud of our wine. Um, how has the experience been? I mean, just, and I know it's a pretty big question, but I'm in, uh, just in the world of wine and coming here, I think one thing I, you're probably going to say, it's, it's very close knit, right? Yeah. It's, it's very supportive. Maybe I'm curious to get your thoughts on that. It is. And I, I've found in Oregon, um, what I, what I, what I, what I was so proud about in, in, with, with Hennessy was this, um, extreme care for the land, for the terroir. And, uh, uh, one thing that struck me really and probably convinced me to join was um, organic is taken for granted in Oregon, for instance. Mm. Life certification is taken for mm -hmm. granted. I mean, there is no shortcut ever. It's an industry that has built on on the respect of the land. And that's another um, pride for me to be working with Ponzi because Ponzi has established themselves right from the beginning as caretaker for their land. And so, yes, Oregon has uh, a respect for the land that's second to none, I would say, and is on the forefront of that in on, on the U.S. soil. And what's, um, you know, your international experience, obviously, is the influence of Oregon wine has grown. How have you seen, have you seen that? I mean, we... It probably years, you know, 20, 30 years ago, it was, what are they doing over there in Oregon? And now it's pretty internationally known. So I'm curious to get your perspectives from your, all your colleagues and around the world and what they think of Oregon wine. I would say two things. I would say that I think it is still, uh, we're still on the earlier, on the early stages of um, international exposure. People know about Oregon wines. They don't necessarily know Oregon wines. Yeah. They know of it, but mm -hmm. they don't. They never tried it. So on the other hand, um, because you're asking me about my colleagues, when I was contemplating the idea to join Bollinger in their, um, in their venture here in Oregon, I've asked a number of prominent vintners around the world, hey, would you take that step? All of them said, do it. It's, hmm. it's, Oregon is fantastic. Um, it's a fantastic wine and they're building a momentum that is rare in a life to witness mm. or to contribute to. So yeah, it's, it's, I think Oregon is really building an amazing reputation momentum and we're just scratching the surface. Now it's happening. So that's exciting for me to hear. I mean, someone who's grew up in the state and, you know, I mentioned to you before recording, uh, I grew up in Southern Oregon, which is, amazing you know vineyards down there as well that we're just at the early stages of the international exposure because obviously folks know about pinot noir here and ponzi makes amazing pinot but there's a lot of other types of varieties uh you know here as well so i i will add to this point um so after hennessy i moved to california and specifically napa and i compare the models the business models if you will mm -hmm. between uh, uh, Oregon and California. California has been extremely strong at building brand names, 
Oregon has been extremely strong at building a terroir and a reputation for a terroir mm. and a terroir stays. Mm. And that I think is a, a strength and an amazing strength yeah. for Oregon. If you look at the number of wineries and the uh, average ratings, I mean, Oregon is an exception in the wine world on how highly praised uh, by, you know, if you look at by number of wineries, yeah. how many high scores do you get in Oregon? And it's it's shockingly high. It's well-deserved. Mm -hmm. But that tells a lot about where we are today and where we can go tomorrow. And again, I always, we're so spoiled, you know, of how many, if you especially live in Portland, of how many wineries, uh, you know, the quality that are so close to here. So I want to kind of get into just as, how long did you live in California for? <laughs> Uh, five years. Five years. Okay. Yeah. So how has it been for you and your family? I know you have a young family like I do. And I, I always like to ask, you know, the transition of moving from California to here and just how has our community embraced you? Maybe it's a business person and uh, your, your colleagues here. How's that been? It's been phenomenal. Um, it's been phenomenal with the community for sure. We've been greeted uh, as if they had known us for mm -hmm. a long time. Um, and we felt that there was um, an eagerness to know us and and embrace whatever we could bring yeah. to the community and, and 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 to the wine business in Oregon. So it's been phenomenal. It was way, uh, I mean, was exceeding any expectation that we might have. And that is, I think, a true Oregonian character. This hospita hospitality is unbelievable. Absolutely. I think it's it's something about we're low key. I like to say we're, you know, obviously that's the best way to, I guess, put it. We're not a stuffy kind of area, right? You probably have to realize to dress down a little bit when you <laughs> came here, right? Everybody likes their their jackets and tennis shoes. So um, that's great to hear. And I want uh, that you've been embraced. So what's, what's kind of next for Ponzi? What's what you can share? I mean, again, it's, it is. It is a big deal. Uh, I know the family is still very much involved, but to for you to step into and be the steward of this, you know, great uh, brand, you know, what what can you kind of share? What what's next? So I came here with a mission from uh, Bollinger to um, maintain a strong continuity with the past and 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 open a new chapter. So, and it's great because I think there is no better way to uh, run a wine company than rooted in the past whilst looking into what's next yeah. as you said so what's next is uh it's, we change and we don't change uh we will keep obviously the winemaking spirit very much as it as it has always been um and i'm so happy and proud and humbled that louisa ponzi agreed to stay um with us and continue to perform her or art of mm -hmm. winemaking uh, with us. So that is a great token of stability, I think, and quality for sure. Um, we, what I've been very busy with for the past four months, and uh, today's the day when we are going to make some decisions actually <laughs> about that. We've been working on um, making sure we would understand first uh, the DNA of Ponzi as the new owner and not impose anything, but really making sure we knew what we were talking about. So uh, I've been working with an international agency to help me with that. 
and um, uh, we've finalized this step right right now oh, right wow. as we speak and what i would say is we've we've um we've wrapped that dna into a concept that we call elemental elegance mm. we've realized that there's been a pattern an obsession actually a thread since dick and nc ponzi moved from california to oregon it was to reveal the purity of of the pinot noir it was not to create a Pinot Noir that would be defined by a sum of additions, you know, oak, ripeness, alcohol, you name it, but more to strike a perfect balance, a very, an elegance, the purity. And this is coming from the earth. And so they had to choose the perfect place that could reveal this, um, the ethereal character that Pinot has. And Pinot Noir is very much um, to me the the epitome of this uh, varietal that can be very much worked in 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 a cellar to add to its original character mm-hmm. but can also reveal its beauty without this intervention and and that's what Dick and Nancy have tried and succeeded to do here in Oregon Doing so, they've probably inspired a number of other uh, vintners who've developed their own expressions of Pinot Noir. Mm-hmm. And but to this date, um, this identity of elemental elegance, of um, elevating uh, elemental into something that's exceptional without adding, but rather just making sure we were showcasing the beauty as it is, has been their motto. And uh, so we've established that, we've worked pretty hard with Luisa to make sure that it was true to her philosophy and her story, et cetera. And now we will um, um, signify this with a change of brand identity. So we are going to change some elements that people can see so that we can tell that story even better. Mm -hmm. And it's very important for me that we're doing that because we're not doing wine just for the sake of it. As we said at the beginning, this is an art and what's our style? And that style needs to be embraced, explained, celebrated, and um, doing so on the label helps as well to celebrate that story. Well, you sold me. I'm excited for it. And as a consumer of wine, it's that's the storytelling element of it is why I love wine. And I think why a, a lot of folks do. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that camp. We'll be hearing and seeing more of it as it comes out. I'm also curious, you know, your office is here at the, uh, the winery in the tasting room. So if you've got to experience over the past few months, you know, the community coming here, enjoying your wine and obviously circumstances with the pandemic, but how has that been to see that tangible, you know, the transition a little bit of you being here and the community still coming and supporting and enjoying it? It's been seamless really. And because, um, right from the beginning, um, I felt that they wanted to, to include me and um, pick my brain on how we could do things differently. Mm. And this eagerness to 
um, be open to other influences, this eagerness to discover new methods, perhaps new ideas, new people, etc. You know, there is nothing better. There is nothing that I think is more stimulating. And uh, I've been to indeed invited to perhaps too many brainstormings. And <laughs> yeah, that's that's something important. Way it's like once you're 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 here, people are gonna they want to sit down with you, they want to break bread with you, right? They want to share ideas, and that's a big part part of I think our our culture here in Portland. So and that's phenomenal. Yeah, and I don't mean I I absolutely don't mean that I I have new solutions, right. but I'm glad that we can discuss and I can also because I'm an outsider still now, you know, I come with a completely different, you know, I don't have any habits, I would say in Oregon. So I can ask a really open question, but why do we do it this way? And sometimes we're like, yeah, that's, that's true. Why do we do it this way? <laughs> right. right. Yeah. And that's great. So, yeah, yeah. that's it. Um, so, you know, as we will have, we'll, we'll uh, end our conversation here shortly. And I'm looking forward to, uh, having lunch with you, maybe enjoying a glass of wine. Um, what's kind of, you know, next for the fine w wine of Oregon, just as an industry? Because again, I, I know you're focused on the, the brand here and uh, a lot of evolution of that. But you do, when you step into this role here, I know you kind of represent the, the industry in Oregon a little bit too, right? So I'm curious to see how you've thought about that or to kind of elevate uh, the region. Well, I think um, Oregon and uh, the Shehala Mountains, the Willamette Valley, in in general, there is a clear premiumization trend, and that's great. Um, that's translating into the price of land as well. And mm -hmm. so I think we all have to think in terms of um, uh, quality, uh, sustainability, and, and this is very much happening now. Uh, there is no other way. Anyways, there is no other way. Uh, this land cannot produce cheap wines, nor should it. Mm. So this is great. I think the, and that's something that the industry is em em embracing for sure. My uh, next question is the, 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 the region, the, and the Willamette particularly, is known for the finest Pinot Noirs in the world. Can it be known for something else? I'm obviously thinking about Chardonnay. Mm. And if so, how do we define our style? The style of Pinot that's made in Oregon is clear to everyone. You know, it, And I, I feel that the Chardonnay evolution needs to happen in this direction as well. What is our style? And I'm really interested to see how this is, uh, where this is, where this is going. I think, I believe Oregon is an amazing opportunity to establish itself as a great Chardonnay producer that's not competing, but compl complementing what California can do. Mm. California is known for very rich, buttery um, um, wines, Chardonnays in particular. I know that California is working on getting to a lighter style. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my belief is Oregon has an opportunity to establish itself right now as a leader in this crispy mineral lighter Chardonnay style, which happens to be what people are looking for. Absolutely. And a new generation of drinker that have been exposed to very heavy uh, Chardonnays as it was a trend a few years ago, 
mm-hmm. are now amazed when they try a Chardonnay that is on the northern Burgundy style, mm-hmm. I would say. And I'm that's what I'm curious about for Oregon. Well, I'm excited, JB. Thank you for sharing time with me. Thank you for for hosting me. And like I, like I said, any excuse I can come to, I get to come to Ponzi, I'm going to take it. I, I live ten minutes away, so um, thanks so much. And I know you've been here a few months, but welcome, welcome. Thank to you, and everyone is welcome at Ponzi anytime. You don't need an excuse. The PDX Executive Podcast is a production of That Cast, a Portland, Oregon podcast agency that partners with brands to create custom podcasts. You can learn more at thatcast.com. And please take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast as well. 